Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and this is... El Bandito. So how's it going, El Bandito? <laughs> oh man, I'm doing awesome tonight, senor. You know, we, we're having a super awesome time. You guys can tell, man, maybe from out there in TV land, man, like... We are so dark and burnt up. We are enjoying our spring break. We spent the last two days outside hanging out, partying up, and enjoying this Florida sun because there has been a gorgeous and beautiful cold front across the entire <laughs> United States, which makes it like 71 outside for us like every day, and it's fantastic. So thank you, all you beautiful people out there for joining us tonight. We are super pumped. We were out goofing around and horsing around all day, and oh, we just yeah. got back to the studio like 15 minutes before we were going to go on the air. So we're like, what bata man. We are freaking psyched. Thank you to all you beautiful people that joined already, man. I see some people. Man, they, you guys tuned in before we, we even hit the live button. It was freaking great. Oh, yeah. We love that, man. And, you know, <laughs> as always, if you guys can go ahead and hit that share button, share it with all your friends, man. You know they're going to love it, too. And, man, I got to say, I love, man, that, you know, even though I wasn't able to be here last week, you and Kelly Jade held down the fort. You know, it was my birthday. I was out of the state on a, on a little trip, man, enjoying myself. But, man, you guys did an awesome job talking about the mighty Thor. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Yeah, Kelly Jade was so awesome. Thank you so much again for coming in studio. I know we got tons of people who commented on how much they enjoyed how much better looking Charbol Station was that day. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you know, like you said, when you're out all day, you know, hanging out in the sun and having a great time, you know, you got you only got a few minutes to freshen up. Plus, <laughs> not to mention now, you know, they got all this whole thing going on with the daylight savings time. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely caught us off guard. You know, we're on the way back to the studio and I'm like, look, man, it's almost still light out. What are we doing? <laughs> like, you know, we're early. Plenty like, of time. And he was like, no, we're, we're technically like late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's a lot of computer stuff we have to do in like minutes. This is crazy. <laughs> but we did go ahead and we, we wanted to publish tonight. Uh, a new poll, like I did put up the Infinity War countdown, our countdown to Infinity War poll, so you can go to the poll and every single day vote for your favorite Avenger. It can be a different Avenger every time, it can be the same Avenger every time, and it will count your vote over and over and over again. So oh, yeah. feel free to head over to our page, we've pinned it to the top of our Facebook page, so it's easier for you guys to find. But we just added underneath uh, something that was a great idea, we kind of were talking to a buddy of ours, Jason Y out there, man. Thank you so much for joining the show and checking us out and everything. And thanks for this awesome idea because he was saying, he was like, we love the countdown that you guys do. But, you know, those are really like the pro, pro heroes out there. <laughs> you know, those are like the paid to play heroes. And he's like, you know, they got a big thing with March Madness and the, the NCAA, you know, yep. which is the college level basketball games. And the bracket for March Madness is kind of a big deal. So we thought to ourselves, you know, or, and he kind of came up with this thought process, too, of like, you guys need to do a bracket for the not pro heroes, the ones that don't get all the, the publicity like the Avengers and the Justice League do all the time. And we thought to ourselves, well, you know what? There are a bunch of unsung heroes out there on TV right now, the Defenders and the awesome and incredible Arrowverse that DC's put together. And we thought... In lieu of or in the midst of all of this exciting Avengers action and coming off of the high Justice League last year, we thought we would take March and really help support these guys and have a little bit of fun by pitting them all against each other. So the poll is up right now on our page. It should be right below the you know countdown <laughs> to Infinity War. And you can go there and choose between each of the heroes uh, in the initial bracket. 
Yes. And then whoever wins, they have to battle the next two people and two people until in the last week of the month we have a victorious winner. So we could end up with DC heroes fighting DC heroes exactly. or Marvel heroes fighting Marvel heroes, you know. But for anyone out there who's not super familiar with every single show, because you were talking dozens of hours now yes. of television entertainment yes. out there. If you haven't had a chance to catch all of it, we're going to dedicate tonight to talking about each and every one of the duos and face-offs that we've put in our initial week here. And we're going to talk to you about who we think would win, what kind of standards you may have to decide on who you think is best and, and everything like that. So we're going to have some fun basically running through the Defenders and the uh, Arrowverse Yes. Um, but also to big shout out International Women's Day, Jessica Jones dropped. Great freaking season. Absolutely loved it. Kelly Jade made me stay up for 24 hours and watch the entire thing. And when it was all said and done, I'm like, thank you. That was epic. And I loved checking that out. But uh, debuting on International Women's Day and having so many powerful women in the series was just great. I loved seeing that. I hope everyone kind of takes note on what an awesome achievement that was. So definitely going to have some fun you know, talking a little bit about that, spoiler-free, once we get to her face-off later tonight. And absolutely, man. You know, like you said, like with these Netflix shows and stuff like that, I mean... You know, last year, you know, we got like the Punisher and, and the Defenders, you know, and it's like it's just cool that like while the movies and stuff keep coming out, man, like I said, the Netflix area, too, are just, you know, they're pumping out their shows. And like you said, the, from the D.C. end of things, mm -hmm. you know, you got the the weekly uh, CW Arrowverse shows, yeah. which just continue to develop and like bring in new characters and yeah. villains and stuff. So it's really cool. Yeah. And it has gotten so good, like. We'll get into it when we break into each each person, but I know I'm not a hundred percent caught up on everything in the Arrowverse. Sure. So same you know, thing. No yeah, spoilers. We'll, we'll probably yeah. be a little spoiler free on that. But everything in past seasons is fair game. So hopefully, all you guys yes. have had some uh, some experience with a little bit of this, or if not, maybe we'll entice you to really be like, oh man, I gotta check that show out. Sure. So why don't we just jump right into it and jump right into our first face off? Let's How do, you do think it. That sounds? Let's do all right, it. Let's cool. rock and roll. So let's see. Let's drop the banner here. And Not the Bruce banner. <laughs> now, and of course, we're giving we're we're giving some love to some of our, you know, heroes here. Absolutely. Like we said, we wanted to kind of keep it where it wasn't so like you know, like we didn't want to throw Spider Man or Batman in here because mm -hmm. that'd be kind of like a given. You know, they're almost on every list and yeah. stuff. We're going to shine some light, like said, on the unsung. So yeah, it's, and it's kind of you know, Flash is. In the Justice League, but sure. he's so very different from the show, and what the show does is such an achievement in its own that it's like completely separate from the movie stuff. So we figured he'd be okay. We gave him a pass. So. Absolutely, man. So here we go. Yeah, this is an awesome graphic, man. Yeah, oh, as you see, it showcases uh, the DC side mm -hmm. and then also the uh, Marvel, uh, specifically the uh, the Defenders. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's cool because you know, like the Arrowverse. While the Defenders, you know, they're a, a team. You yeah. know, the Arrowverse, like we said, just has so many different heroes. Like I said, Green Arrow, Supergirl, um, Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Yeah, he's you know? technically yeah. not in the Arrow. Like universe, but you know it's like the multiverse thing. Sure, it's like Supergirl's sure. not really in the same Earth with Flash, um, so we were like, yeah, we're definitely gonna gonna include Black Lightning in this. Legends of Tomorrow, of Absolutely. course, Legends of Tomorrow is freaking great. Um, but yeah, the Defenders being all on Netflix, like there is kind of immediately that sort of 
okay, I do think that like the opening sequence of Daredevil costs more than like a whole episode of The Arrow. You know, <laughs> so that you know we're not going to pit it up in that sense of like what's a better show. We want to talk about the storylines in the show, sure, and what yeah. the characters do, what they represent, and everything like that. So let's jump right into our first face off, and our first face off I thought should start off in kind of a fun way. So we're going to pit the very first member of the Arrowverse with the very last member of the Defenders. Oh. So that's right. The boys in green, we're talking the Green Arrow himself versus Danny Rand, the Immortal Iron Fist. Oh, man. Well, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, now Arrow has been on for, like, you know, six seasons. You yeah. Know? So it's been, a, it's been around for a while, you know. And, and it, like, you're right. It was the... The original, you know, for the CW, yes. you know, like they, they didn't really, you know, it was a very kind of darker, serious mm-hmm. show when it first came on. And then they introduced like the Flash and stuff. And I think it's lightened up a bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Ollie Queen has definitely uh, gotten a lot of showcase time, though, in that, you know, it's usually 24 episodes. So, I mean, you're looking at 24 hours per yes. season. So you've really gotten to know him as a character. But why don't you tell us a little bit about Danny Rand? Well, Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist man, like he had such an amazing and wild story in his Netflix adventure because he shares so many similarities with the Green Arrow in that they're both kind of separated from society. Yes. You know, the Green Arrow ends up on a desert a, a desert island, deserted island. A with, desert you know? island. I, I think I, I think <laughs> no, you'd like to end it's, up on It's that. not a desert. I want to be on a desert <laughs> island. Desert island. <laughs> one of those big cookie things like we had at Applebee's the other day <laughs> yeah. or whatever. That was great. But the uh no, and then Danny Rand ends up trapped in like a kind of Chinese village that is in like a pocket dimension. Yes. You know, yeah. and he gets stuck there and he learns kind of this chakra type um, supernatural. Yeah. Chi. You yeah, know, your, chi your ability. Inner, yeah. yeah your inner abilities. And, and stuff. very yeah. similar to magic. I mean, yes. he's, he's, you know, he's magical. His fists are unbreakable, you know, and uh, when he summons the Iron Fist, like he can you know, punch bullets in half and stuff. Even you know, hit characters that are usually not damaged by other yes. things. So, yeah, absolutely. Very yeah, yeah. And then, character. but of course, too, like now he's grown up in this monk village, so he has all this super expert martial arts training, very similar to how the Green Arrow ends up training with kind of the League of Shadows and yes, stuff like that, yes. and ends up with like Batman-level ass-kicking of his own. Mm-hmm. So, but both of them are still basically normal human guys. Yes. Kind of have a leg up in one sense and use that to fight for good. Both of them are like billionaires who got lost, <laughs> and then they come back, and they're still billionaires, and they have a ton of money. So they actually have a super ton in common, and we just thought that that was a really interesting parallel between the two characters, and that they both ended up kind of being mostly represented by Green. Yeah, that's you know? pretty interesting. I mean, even the look. I mean, when you yeah. look at, like, Danny, I mean, I know traditionally, like, he wore, like, a... Um, like a mask, right? Mm-hmm. Like a like a, yeah, a thing he, over. He his wore head. like a head wrap. Yeah, 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 and and it covered his eyes, so it, it very much was like a mask and a do rag kind of put together. Yeah, you know? but I, then but yeah. then I liked how he would he he had like a uh, almost like a kimono slash button down shirt. Yeah, and it was like open. Yeah, and he had the Iron Fist tattoo, the tattoo there. Yeah, but it was very seventies where it was just. You know, showing his chest all the time. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, like we said, and what's cool is, you know, we keep saying, oh, you know, Netflix, go check out yeah. the Defenders. I mean, 
you know, all this, the earlier seasons of like Arrow and the Arrowverse shows are also on Netflix. So you mm-hmm. kind of binge watch all of these. Yes. But like you said, like early on, you know, with Oliver Queen, like he didn't, at least in the show, he didn't initially go by the like Green Arrow moniker. He right. had a few other things that he went through before developing that persona. So yeah. who knows? Maybe even with like Iron Fist, it might be the same thing where eventually he might get that, uh, at least a little yeah. mask piece. Yeah, you know? they, they definitely have a lot of parts in the show that allude to the fact that he, he isn't really full Iron Fist yet, you know, and he may get there and his power may build. Very much like at the beginning of Arrow, like they just called him Arrow. He was just kind yeah. of a vigilante. He did his own thing. He wasn't really fighting crime. The hood. But, yeah, the hood. <laughs> that's right. They called him the hood. But he kind of grew into the character. So, yeah, what what do you guys think down in the comments, man? Throw us some comments of what you think of both Iron Fist and Green Arrow. You know, tag some of your friends and stuff that like these shows. Let's get a bunch of people in here chatting about it, man. That'll be fun. But, yes, you know, uh, Party Man Will down there says chicks flock to the musk of a of a chest bush they love it and he would certainly know all about that yeah, i was so. gonna say he's 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 iron chest <laughs> that, that stuff i'm sure he's rocking that for spring break yes. out there right now yes but yeah so you he got, has a tattoo as well he's got the, yeah. the halo tattoo there you go <laughs> he man, maybe uh maybe we should have put party man will versus uh <laughs> i think we should just from now on we should call him the immortal party band wills. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, it's getting a lot of likes in there. So <laughs> definitely, you know, we might just have to work that in there. But yeah, you guys let us know, you know, yeah. who you think would go. And at the same time, like you said, you guys can go vote on uh, yes. in the poll. And, you know, that doesn't have to be immediately. We're going to do it. Yeah, be up yeah, there yeah. For- that that poll is going to be up all week. And then next Monday, right before we do the show again, we'll update the brackets. All the winners will be chosen that day. And then, you know, we'll close out the poll. Yeah. So, actually, I think I may have set the poll for 24 hours, but I'll fix that before <laughs> uh, before 24 hours goes by. So we can keep voting until next week. And then next week, the, the bracket will dwindle down. You'll get the next pairs of winners matched off, and then you vote again for that following week. Oh, I see KDD but. in there. She's saying arrow all the way. <laughs> you know, and it's real funny because, I mean, I think Iron Fist gets a lot of hate, you yeah. know? And, and, I mean, while I think it's probably one of the weaker of the Marvel shows, like sure. it, it, it's just, I don't think the, the character himself, like you said, he's not fully yeah. developed yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I, I guess what well, we we kind of have to talk a little bit about the shows in that sense, yeah. you yeah. know. But the thing with the Arrow, what what made what makes the show the Arrow really great to me is that there's almost two shows in one where he's been he was he returns from being stuck on a desert island after five years. And he's remembering a lot of these flashbacks of like life lessons that he's coming up again in the show now. Yes. So there's always a present day story and there's always a flashback yeah. story where yeah. you're learning how he got his abilities, where he learned the different things that he knew. So you're kind of getting two stories in one. And they didn't bore us at the very beginning of the show with a lot of long-winded explanation of where the guy came <laughs> from. And unfortunately, Iron Fist kind of did exactly that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They, they made yeah. it very boring, and you, you didn't know where he was from, and you never really felt like anything got revealed. It, it was just so slow and tedious, everything that, that was introduced. Um, that, yeah, like the character is so much better than kind of that first outing. And I think in the Defenders, he ended up being a lot better because they were like, dude, you're the Iron Fist. Go, just go punch people, you know? And you're like, yeah, that's, you know. 
A quick trivia tip, if you guys are X-Men fans, uh, the character Sabretooth actually first appeared in a comic of Iron Fist. Oh, cool. So just a little thing out there. People are like, you know what, I don't, I don't really know a lot about this guy, even yeah. from the comics. Like, There's major characters that have mm-hmm. gone on that, that were adversaries of Iron Fist. Not to say that they're going to re-emulate, but who knows, they could now with this whole Disney <laughs> owning everything kind of deal. You, you just never know what you're going to No gonna doubt, get. man. Yeah, they're, they're going to have a little bit of everything everywhere. But, okay, let's break it down into us and what we think. So what do you think, in your opinion, what is the um, sort of t- determining factors for you that make you weigh your decision on, and who do you pick in this bracket? Well, to start it off, I think I would go with the Green Arrow. Okay. You know? Uh, based on his skills, you know, I know Danny's been trained, you know, mm-hmm. by these monks and stuff, but it's almost like and he's some magic t- and he's got the he's magic, magic. Yeah. But I'm saying that, you know, it's like at the same time he has to get his hands on Oliver yeah. and sometimes like, you know, just with all the trick arrows and yeah. stuff like well, that. Who's the like- immortal magic guy that like arrow totally takes out oh, in the fourth uh, season? Damien Dark. Yes. yes. Damien Dark. Yes. So you're like. Yeah, if you want to talk about a guy that's like hundreds of years old and like knows magic, and Arrow's like, drop that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, definitely you're right. I was even thinking about that Damien yeah. Dark aspect because I'm like, yeah, if, if Iron Fist actually hit, you yeah. know, yeah, Green Arrow, there'd be trouble, <laughs> you know. But if he can't even get a hit in or something, right. you know, like th- then I, I would, like I said, I would, I would still say, like you said, that definitely swayed it all the way that I would say, yeah, I think uh, Green Arrow would, would 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 take this. What do you think? All right. In my opinion, right, I think that Iron Fist still has a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. Like he came out of, uh, is it like Loon Cow or Loon something? Ca- yeah, Loon Cow. I think. Something like that. You know, what, yeah, he yeah. came back from the pocket dimension he was in, and he came as the Iron Fist. Leanne and you? Leanne oh, no, you? No, 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 that's, that's, that's the place Arrow's from Arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. That's okay, Sorry. man. They're, they're kind of the same. So that's, that's the whole point of the thing. But no, so the. Um, he, when he came back, he he knew what it was like to live in this monk culture, but he kind of doesn't know what it's like to live in the real world. And he kind of very much seems like an 18-year-old kid who never really had a chance to live in society and sure. know how to talk to people and everything like that. And Oliver Queen, you know, the Green Arrow, he left an 18-year-old pompous jerk and came back like a badass. Yes. You know, yeah. who was like a man who was going to take care of business and who was like... Yeah, I know my limitations and what I'm comfortable with and what I'm doing. And then the story's being told in reverse where we learn how he went from being kind of the punk he was into the into the arrow, but while we're watching him go from being the arrow to the green arrow. Yeah. So just yeah. the way the story is told just has portrayed so much of the character that at this point, so much of the growth over what was decades in comics, mm-hmm. like at this point, I definitely think that Arrow has the leg up on the Iron Fist, right? Sure. But like you said, physically fighting, oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. man, okay, I think Iron Fist would totally martial arts the crap out of Arrow sure. and totally wreck him. But you have to look at that Damien Dark factor. Yeah. You have yeah. to look at the people that Arrow has survived and walked away from. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, would Danny Rand ever want to kill Arrow? Oh, sure. So sure. if he doesn't, 
yeah. era wins. You know? Exactly. You know, no, you know, being that these are heroes and stuff, I don't want to say they'd have to be fight to the <laughs> deaths. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, in, in those cases that you know, like I said, if Iron Fist hit him hard yes. enough. Yeah, he's toast. He's dead, yeah. you know. Which I mean, yeah. like I said, not to throw out all the spoilers of Arrow, no. but there's even been cases where you know Oliver may have survived uh, those situations. Yeah, gravest <laughs> wounds and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, but again, if I had to pick, if I'm making the vote for who's going to move on in my bracket, who's my favorite between the two heroes? Oh man, I know it. It hurts me on the inside, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Arrow. Oh, cool, you man. Know? So and I, I hate to turn my back on my Marvel homeboys out there, <laughs> but yeah, what they've done with that character has really has really taken it to another level. And I think Iron Fist can catch up, but I think he's 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 in the point right now where he needs to catch up. Oh, absolutely. And they like said you're talking about a first season compared to some of the yeah. things that have been around for six. So. Yes. But yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, that was pretty cool. So yeah, we really look forward to seeing what you guys think. And like we said, definitely go out there and vote. But hey, we got more more guys to talk about, right? Who absolutely. Else is on the list? Yeah, let's let's jump into our second bracket right now. I know a lot of people are going to be stoked about this. Oh yeah. All right. We're looking at Supergirl versus Jessica Jones. Oh, man. You know, you're talking about, you know, the girl of steel oh, versus man. like the girl of steel gut. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. What, 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 a, what, what a matchup this is. It, I, I, it yeah. absolutely is because not only does it speak to two powerful women, two very strong characters who are just awesome in every respect that a woman could be. But they're also almost completely different characters. Oh, so different. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Supergirl is such that wholesome, like, she's very much the Superman, the Christopher Reeve Superman, that yeah, wholesome, yeah. good person. She's almost naive in her, like, oh, but everything will be great, and we, we got to stop them and show them the right way. And Jessica Jones is like, Bye, I live in a world of shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I try to clean up the scum around me because it stinks. Exactly. Thing, you, know? you know? Like you said, like, while Kara she, slash Supergirl has that cuteness kind of yes. like, you, you know, like naiveness to it. Like you said, Jessica's, you know, while very attractive and so, you know has that yeah. rough around the edges kind of yeah. like you like you said oh you know PTSD style kind of yeah. like yeah. going but, but yeah very 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 wild mashup here. <laughs> oh party man will dude you're killing it tonight down there in the comments. He goes being hit by a bag of dicks is not a Kryptonian weakness. <laughs> party man will you know, he's he's like my brother. You know, that, that, I I just to say real quick, that was that was one thing when I you know I never yeah. really read Jessica Jones in the comics. You know, so when I did watch the first show, yeah. I was kind of like, you didn't uh, realize how how like adult mature content that comic yeah, was. She has a real like crassness to her, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, damn, you know, like, this is like yeah. you know this is before they put out Punisher mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, but that's an actual line from the show. Yes, <laughs> you know. She yeah. Tell someone to like eat a bag of dicks or something. I know, I like, that's yeah, great. Yeah, it it, it, it is. Yeah. It, you know when you when you learn more about the character and, mm -hmm. and the amount of um, um, stress and trauma that she's yeah. been through, it, it, it kind of makes you understand why she is the way she is. Yes. You know, and, and being that the new season just came out, mm -hmm. don't want to throw out too many spoilers and stuff, but I really like um, how they've they've you, we were seeing her grow. Too, yes. you know, like after you know, because she was in the Defenders, mm -hmm. you know. Now we're seeing how she 
handle situations now opposed to how maybe she would handle situations yeah. in season one. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that, again, is one of the things I loved about the second season was it really does show such a progression of her character that yeah. in the first season she was very much in this dark, depressing hole, you know, because kind of all this bad stuff had happened with no resolution for her. And the fact that by the end of that first season, she did kind of resolve some issues. You can see how she's trying to just lead a better life, do, do a little something better. And, and I wouldn't say she's trying very hard. Like, it just there's still a lot of rough edges there. But it's almost like her world, her universe is just a little bit brighter. It's a little bit yeah. more hopeful. And I really love that. I know there was a scene that you and I talked about that mm -hmm. I was like, dude, that like... I was expecting something different. Like yes. I said, it, just because it's a really funny kind of moment, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it yeah, for you guys. Yeah. But yeah, like you do see that where you're yeah, like, where you that... think she's gonna fly off the handle <laughs> and instead just is totally cool about a situation. That yeah, you thought she yeah, would... definitely not of how she would have handled it in season one. <laughs> oh, real quick, not to break away. DC Eric has joined ah. the party, man. How you doing? Oh, not the party, man, but he's joined <laughs> the party here with us at the Power Hour. Man, if you didn't catch the beginning of the show, we're doing a big uh, March Madness-style thing with the Defenders and the Arrowverse, man. We know you know a bunch of stuff about the Arrowverse, so be sure to throw some stuff in the comments. Yeah. Be sure to go out there and vote. But right now we're talking about Kara Supergirl versus the Defenders Jeff Jessica Jones. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And DC Eric, if you catch us missing anything out there, feel free to post it in the oh, comments so yeah. we don't forget anything. I know Party but, Man Will is watching us very closely too. And <laughs> I, I didn't see him commenting anything on Arrow and then like suddenly he threw in that little comment about, you know, the Jessica Jones yeah. thing. I was like, Okay, he's who still there. He's who knew he was such a Jessica Jones fan, huh? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, man, Supergirl is also a great show. You know, and I have to say, I love the lightness to it. It reminds me of the old Superman films and stuff. So when I get to watch that show, that reminiscence of it is great. Mm -hmm. But also the identity of, you know, Kara Danvers as opposed to Clark Kent yes. is very fascinating. Like, she has a very interesting life. And I think her character, while it's kind of that almost everyone hopes to be that kind of live in a great apartment, have a great job, yeah. never worry about anything. Like everyone tries to want that life. You know, everyone tries to live that life and no one kind of wakes up and is like, boy, I hope I live in a dumpy cesspool apartment and have to drink my pain away today. You know, that Jessica Jones has to deal with. So again, they're totally opposite like that, but both of them are fascinating in their own right because they have challenges that are completely unique and different. Like neither one ever ends up in the same scenario. It's not like the Simpsons and the family guy where they're constantly kind of doing the same episodes. Oh yeah. You know, but yeah. instead because of their lifestyles and because of what goes on in their lives, they have completely different stories. And yeah. I think that's a strength for each character and a weakness for neither. Well, I think in, in, you know, like you said, with Supergirl, I think what's really cool about that show is like, for some reason, DC's, well, I shouldn't say not for some reason. We know they want to make movies and stuff like that, that, you know, have like Batman and Superman and stuff. But it's cool that like on this TV show, just like with Arrow, they can kind of bring in some of the Superman villains mm -hmm. that... You may never see in a movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, your like Metallo, or, the Clock you know? King. Yeah, you know. I know. I'm, I'm just like, but yeah, Metallo definitely for, mm -hmm. for for. I know there was the. Um, I know Party Man will told me about like where uh, Kara gets like a, a, a like a, a disease or something that only okay. like Kryptonians. You know, like, and yeah. Like, Man, it was so cool because it was like you know. Don't just, they actually have that? What what is it? It's like the Black Lotus yes, plants or something. Yes, yes. What do they call that, DC Eric? Come on, help me out. And who did we forget? <laughs> we forgot someone for the show. 
Uh, well, we haven't gone through everyone. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe he's looked at our list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell us who we, who, you know, like I said, who you think, like I said, uh, like I said, we don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, but we tried to keep it um, not the mainstream guys. You know, if you're like, oh, where's Superman or where's Batman? I know yeah. that's probably what he, yeah. DC Erickson, you know, those characters are, are always thrown out there so much, you know, and, and while we were like, oh, cool, you know, it's like. You know, we wanted to make this. Yeah, this is, it's like March Madness, you know, for the college teams, the not pros, you know. <laughs> yeah. But the Black go. Mercy, Party Man will beat you to it, DC Air. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are having your own March Madness. Party Man will just win up a bracket. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but, okay. So, again, Supergirl is very lighthearted stuff. She, you know, has a sister and a family and yes. all this stuff in the show. The Martian Manhunter hangs out in the show. There's lots of supporting castmates and supporting characters. And Jessica Jones. She's got Luke Cage in her in her series in yes. her season one, which is fantastic, and I love that he's there, and it kind of springboards him into his own show later. Very cool, you know. Yes. But ultimately, it's not a very like happy thing for her, you know. Like yeah. in that in that first initial meeting, like it's it's a dark and weird kind of way that they meet, and it's sad, and again, just so very different. That it's almost apples and oranges with these two characters, you know. And, and you know, I know we talk about this, and I know this is as important to you as it is to me. But like, I love that like Supergirl like has such a variety of villains. Like you know, it's like <laughs> like every week there's some, they're throwing somebody else to me, even if it's just some random you know guy from the yes. like. But where Jessica Jones, while she might you know fight you know little guys here and there, there was like one central villain. I mean expertly done in season one i mean i thought it was yes. it was a david Tennant. yes and i mean like i said i haven't gotten that far in season two mm-hmm. yet so no spoilers for me either <laughs> but you know if, if but, he happens but yeah to that, that's him. an excellent point that all of the arrowverse is very almost like villain of the week like oh, they yeah. always have oh, different yeah. people from the comics it has a real kind of fanboy luster to it in that sense that you'll get to see a lot of people on screen that you wouldn't otherwise ever get to see. But by the same token, that kind of slow roll that all the Netflix shows do gives you so much depth of character for everyone that shows up on screen. Oh, absolutely. Like, even with Trish Walker, mm-hmm. you know, and everything that it's leading up to, and I really think Kelly Jade doesn't know where that's going. Oh, okay. But I do from the comics. Yes. So I, I never say anything to her, but I'm always kind of like, hey, look what's going on here. Yep, you know, so yeah. it's kind of fun. She's like, I've got a personal trainer. It's like... Yeah, I bet okay, you do. You know? <laughs> DC Eric said that the someone we forgot was him. He should have been here with the show with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, DC Eric, that you mentioned. Yeah. I know we've said that a few times that we got to get you in here. And we know Aquaman is, I don't know if it's coming out later this year. or you know, I'm sure there's some DC stuff coming out soon that we could definitely round you in with. But it's, uh, like I said, we were on spring break kind of partying a little bit. <laughs> kind of like, hey, yeah, we'll do a March Madness thing kind of yeah. deal. But, yeah, man, we're glad you're here in the comments with us, man. You know, it's really cool to kind of have a, another DC opinion. Yeah. You know, like you, like it's said, easy to find Marvel fans, bro. It's not easy <laughs> to find these. We know they're out there because they're killing the ratings. But apparently they don't they don't uh, like podcasts that much. <laughs> uh, Silver Banshee and Livewire were both awesome uh, villains who showed up in the DC universe. Party Man will just threw that out there. I loved Livewire. You know, remember she was in Supergirl and she's the electrical girl. Her hair turns white. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. She yes. was great. Looked great. Great effects and everything on that. And I have to say that Supergirl's special effects on that show mm-hmm. are great. Like they are throwing some money at that or they just have a crack team of people who work for free. I don't know what's going on, but that show always looks really good to me. So. 
Awesome. I, it's always in the daytime. Yes. That's the other big con. Like, Supergirl's yes. almost always in the daytime. Jessica Jones is almost always at night. You know? So, it's great. And the season two's a lot lighter. There's a lot more yes. daytime stuff. But even the Defenders was, like, almost all at night. You know? Yeah. Well, even, like I said, I'm not going to tell you guys who, but they're, you know, I know already with the episodes I've watched that there's mm -hmm. another character from the Marvel Universe that shows up. So, yeah. it seems like, like you said, they're kind of opening those doors. But, man. You know, we've talked a lot about the shows. Let's hear. Who do you think would win in this throwdown? Who's, who's going to win? Yeah. All right. Well, here's the thing, right? We know that Supergirl is nigh invulnerable. She's invincible. You know, she's, yes. she's a Kryptonian on Earth. There is no weakness for her. You cannot hurt her, right? But Jessica Jones can get cut. Regardless of how super strong she is, a bullet would kill her. Sure. Right? But Jessica Jones smart and devious mm -hmm. and cunning oh and yeah does what she needs to do to survive and there's a big part of me that's like no one Kara knows is safe you know? oh yeah. like jessica would hunt down everyone in her life until supergirl left the planet of her own accord you know what i mean oh absolutely man you know so i really feel like jessica has the advantage in the fact that she will fight kicking and screaming the whole way. Wow. You know, and like you said, definitely, you know, definitely put up a good fight, you know, like, mm -hmm. like it's one of those, uh, one of those things where, uh, you know, if she was able to figure out what, you know, was, was Kara's weakness, like, you know, she'd be in for some big trouble there. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting a hold of kryptonite or something in, in that vein and being able to, like kind of even those playing fields as a private eye i feel like she'd find those things out oh you know yeah. with with as good as she does with that sort of thing she'd find out who her sister was she'd find out yeah who you know who jimmy was you know and she'd be able to exploit all this stuff that's true yeah you know, like you said those weaknesses there, yeah where like you said while jessica might have some like yeah. in that sense but yeah, the the likelihood that Supergirl would even stoop to that level mm -hmm. is very unlikely. So, but again, looking at it not in the sense of the two characters have to kill each other, right? Yes. Um, let's take it toe for toe on the show. I will say that the character depth and development in Jessica Jones, considering these people don't have good lives, is something that I absolutely adore. I think there's so much more characterization and weight to everyone's actions that I truly love it. I think it's fantastic, and I would still upvote Jessica Jones over Supergirl. So. Oh, okay, okay. Now, like you said, maybe I'm just going classic in the sense of, like, you know, she's pretty much a female version of Superman. I think same thing. It's like you said, if those issues were there, or if not those, if those things, attributes were there where she could figure those things out, definitely she'd have a fighting chance, but... Man, just that, you know, the powers and stuff like that, that that Supergirl has. Not that I think she would sit there and melt Jessica Jones's face or anything like that, mm -hmm. but if she was able to pretty much get up there and take a punch at her, I think uh, Supergirl would end up on top. Yeah? All right. Uh, I so, think so. So, yeah. so we're, we're taking opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum here. Yeah, absolutely, man. But, hey, that's okay. You know, yeah, I'm sure no, the, that's, that's what makes it exciting. I'm sure the people yeah. out there are, you know, are going to have some stuff to say. We had DC Eric in there and Party Man. Well, man, I can't wait to see what they have to say, what um, you know, uh, Kelly Jade has mm -hmm. to say. You know, Definitely be sure to go in there and, and, and throw in some votes. Yeah, we've got a link to the poll in the description of the video. We'll make sure to put one uh, on YouTube, too in the description of the video. So go and check that out, make your votes and stuff. 
And uh, I'm excited to see where this one ends up because I know they're super huge fans. And again, oh, yeah. they're apples and oranges. Oh, so, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't wait to see where it ends up. All right, man. So, hey, are we going to take a quick break for some news and then uh, bring it back for our other two bouts? I think so, man. I, th I think that's probably the thing to do is to go ahead and jump into some podunk news, take a quick break, and then we'll come back for the final four. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Podunk News. Hey, hey, there we go. That looks good. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All so, right. Too many people around me, I think, are trying to hack my internet for spring break, man. So <laughs> <laughs> they're crapping us out. But we did wrap up that bout. I'm not sure how much everybody got to see, but Senior Bull decided that he's going to go Supergirl full tilt. He thinks the amazing abilities of a Kryptonian would absolutely outclass Jessica Jones. I do think that Jessica Jones's depth of story, characterization, and her deviousness and intelligence as a private eye, her ruthlessness, would give her the advantage. So we have a split decision there, which means we need all of you guys to go ahead and hit the link in the description, head over to the poll and cast your vote so we can find out who takes it between Supergirl and Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, man. We look forward to hearing it, man. Like you said, it's cool because, you know, like, you know, we're all friends. We're all having a yes. good time, man. doesn't mean we all have to agree. And, you know, we're not playing favorites here. It's just when you look at the, you know, the two characters on the table, you know. And I, I saw earlier, and I know Party Man Will was like, well, I don't really know a lot about Iron Fist. Mm. Well, you know, we're trying to give you at least a little bit just to kind of go off of. And it's like hopefully that's enough for you to kind of make a decision. Or, hey, even if it's just that you're like, I like that character more. I mean, it's right. not so much like you're like I. You could just be like, I would hope that they would win. Like, yeah, so cast your vote for yeah. them. Man. It's That's it's up it. to you to use whatever criteria you want to use to decide. Um, I mean, if you're like, I just love this show better, man, hey, that's all you need to do. We're just excited to see what people think, what they like, and for you guys to enjoy playing some games and casting some votes with us because we appreciate spending time with all you beautiful people. But right now, we decided to take a quick break. We're going to jump into some podunk news, tell you guys some wacky and wild news going out in the world today, and then we're going to jump right back in to the final four. Oh, yeah, man. Like you said, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I loved what you guys did with Podunk News last week, man. You <laughs> talked about the Oscars. You talked about that crazy guy, you know, going off and, and stealing a cop car and going to Taco Bell and stuff. <laughs> but, man, I got some really wild stuff to tell you about this week, man. Well, you know, there's always that thing where, you know, you got your Generation X, your Generation Y, your Millennials. You know, they have all yeah. these names. I mean, some people, they don't care. They're like, whatever. I don't. I, no. <laughs> I, I, I knew this story, like, would be kind of like, you'd be like, whatever. <laughs> but actually, there's a new micro generation out right Ooh, now okay. that just came out that some professor or something. Uh, are those like little people or something? <laughs> but no, it was people that are born between 1977 and 1983 okay. are now known as Exenials. Oh, okay. So you're not part of Generation X, and you're not part of Millennials. You are an Exenial. Is that <laughs> like because you were born when aliens came out, or something? You know, that's a good that's a good thing right there. I mean, they could have. You know, I think it's trying to just combining those two. Yeah, but yeah absolutely. Party man, will what year did the first Aliens movie come out? When did Ridley Scott's come out? I want to know. I could look it up, but it's so much easier just to ask you. Absolutely. <laughs> Plus, yeah, it keeps keeps the the comments flowing. Well, I know, but Party Man will loves to look smart. Go ahead and yeah, post there stuff you in go. there because well, he's not googling this. Like, you might think he's out there Googling it for us. He's not. He's just like, I know exactly, exactly. what that is. Well, one of the key things that they thought that was important about them specifying a different, like, micro-generation for people who were born during this time was mm -hmm. that, 
you know, we were exposed to computing at an early age, you know, playing okay. stuff like Oregon Trail, the old floppy disk, you know, like like back when it, I mean, I know it's not when it was yeah. originally, you know, back in the day, in like the 50s and stuff, they were punching <laughs> all the cards and stuff. But either way, it was like kind of from a very early age, we were like sitting behind a computer screen. Gotcha. Also, we experienced the birth and growth of the Internet, you know. Like yeah. That, you know, yeah. And um, pretty much that the uh, the advent of like smartphones okay. and life social life before social media, like they're saying, that yeah, it will never revert back to that. Right, we bridged the gap between the two. That's cool. Party man will disagrees though, because he says 1979 is when aliens came out, and that's totally why they call this that. <laughs> well, like because we're all xenomorphs. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is being that it's between seventy-seven and eighty-three, when mm-hmm. a lot of people say, "Oh, do you, the best way to remember that is that's when the time span that the original uh, uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars trilogy yeah. came out in, right?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, if you were born during that time, you're cool with me." So, <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear about any novelizations. <laughs> I'm just talking about the movies. But absolutely. So just it's a you know a new term. You know I'm sure you're going to hear getting thrown around. Very it's cool. mostly just people our age like being like we don't really want to be associated with Generation <laughs> X, and we don't really want to be associated with millennials. So we right. need to have our own title. Darn I know. It. I know. Yeah. It's all these people. People are so they're so into labels, man. I I'm know. Just not into labels, man. I know. You know? <laughs> Why are they always talking about sponsorships? But. Um, no, uh, another cool story that came. Well, not cool. This is actually pretty funny. A 46-year-old man is being charged with theft after he apparently stole a pot of cooked meatballs from a chef's garage. <laughs> now, okay. A, now, I, I definitely want to get your opinion on this one. Yeah. But the yeah. one, like, what were the meatballs doing in a chef's garage? Dude, that's absolutely the first thing I thought was, like, why does it, is he, like, cooking out there? Or is, was he, like, working on his car? And he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have some meatballs while I'm making my car work. I, I guess he's Italian. I just. <laughs> we might have to throw this one over to the horror mafia. You know, they yeah. like to always talk about the food stuff. And, the, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, just be like, what did you guys yeah. think? Is it yeah. death by, you guys are yeah. Italian, man. Like, what do you guys do with meatballs in the garage, you know? And not to mention, like, would this be like, you know, an arrestable? <laughs> they say, th- like, hey, these are like the three-day-old meatballs. We use them to bang out the dents in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, here's the funny thing. Okay, so the, the the chef reports these meatballs stolen, right? Okay. So police find the 46-year-old man standing in a nearby yard, and you know he doesn't have the pot with him, but he literally has like tomato sauce like on yeah. his mouth, like yeah. in his beard and on his clothes. So, like, right there, they're like, hey, uh, did you just have a couple of meatballs or something? <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure this guy had the pot on him, you know? Well, oh, you mean a different type of pot? Yeah, exactly. You know? This dude had the munchies and was like, yo, man, you know, found me some meatballs, yo. But talk about getting caught red-handed. This guy got caught red-faced, bro. Exactly. That's why I knew you dig about this story, man, is that it literally takes that old thing. Now, they did find the pot nearby, not you know marijuana but yeah. the actual yeah, the, <laughs> cook, the chef's pot or, yeah you know. so it was it was nearby i mean I, I think the meatballs had either dumped out or the man had consumed <laughs> them all but yes he was arrested for yeah. theft of stolen meatball party man will dude he's killing it down there in the comments he's like he got caught red bearded there you go <laughs> that's exactly what it is i do notice that you know after our little interruption there it looks like uh dc eric is headed out you know if any of you guys are friends with eric be sure to just tag him in there let him know we're still partying yeah. here. I, lo- I loved having that yeah that 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 aspect for our uh our discussion but we got a little more product news for you guys so 
I know some uh, video game news here. Uh, the uh, 1995 RPG classic Chrono Trigger is now available for download on PC. Nice. So yeah, definitely you can jump on Steam and check it out. It was a surprise. Like oh, it was it like just popped up. Yeah, there? people were like, "Oh my gosh!" And people had been yeah. asking for it. So I guess like in um, you know on the PlayStation Network, it's been available for many mm-hmm. years. And mm-hmm. people were like, "Man, I'd love to play this on Steam." You know, some of the Final Fantasy games and stuff are on there. Yeah. So yeah, it just was kind of like a surprise. So, now, now, didn't you tell me you were surprised when Jessica Jones came out? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, and I mean, this this could just be me. You know, like I say, yeah, I had my had my busy. party yeah. party weekend for my for my my birthday and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just probably missed all the posts. But almost everything I saw with Jessica Jones, it was like soon coming <laughs> soon. Like it never really had a date, but yeah. you told me a different story. Yeah, yeah. Like my sister is a very big uh, advocate for women and women empowerment and all that sort of stuff. And boy, she told me in like December that she's like, can you believe it's coming out on International Women's Day? And I was like, I didn't even, I can't believe we had an International Women's Day. I didn't know. <laughs> I celebrate women all the time. I love them, you know? Well, like I told you, man, when I saw that post, I was like, well, I was kind of celebrating a Deadpool style. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I couldn't help. Look, I I, I, I just saw DC Eric shows back up yeah. and he's like, I'm here, but Dr. Fate needed me in another realm. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, welcome back, Eric. I'm, we're glad we, we didn't lose you there. Like you said, you know, that's the, the great thing of doing a, an internet show. You know, yes. you just never know what's going to happen. And, you know, you're at the mercy of your uh, Facebook masters. Yeah, we're, we're at the mercy of the FBI that's like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> but if you guys are RPG fans and you want to check out Chrono Trigger on Steam, you can get it now for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I have to say the Xbox Live and their libraries and stuff like that, like I always peruse that because I have the gold memory membership whatever thing and they're always like 85 percent off this game <laughs> that's like 12 years old and i'm like oh dude it's gotta be like a dollar you know there's like 9.99 i'm like dude do games ever depreciate like what's going on <laughs> like 14.99 for a game that came out in 1995 oh um, man i mean i realize it's a classic it's iconic but it's like did they update it is it like a game of the year edition uh, i'm gonna have to go look at that man because that's kind of like, bro, really? Breaking my balls, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like You're right. I mean, this is a game that came out on Super Nintendo, has been yeah. ported many times. You know, 15 bucks. I mean, if, sure. it, if, it, like I said, if it was $5, I, I mean, I think the game is worth $15 if you've never played it. So I get why Square's doing it, but, right. uh, you know, Square Enix or whatever whatever the hell they're called now. Yeah, you know? who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it just, you know, I was like, yeah, 15 bucks seemed a little high, but I guess being that it's like one of the first times that it was available on yeah. PC, they're like, hey, we're going to make that money. I, I, I suppose, man. I, I want to say, Party Man Will, we appreciate you always spreading the love, but you're spreading it on a little thick right down there in the comments, man. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> things are uh things are getting wild oh man eric g's in the house too man another big comic fan man De- definitely welcome man and oh he's coming to us from the big apple i know he made, made a trip up there for his he's up there in the defender's backyard man that's dope bro yeah he might have to go into hell's kitchen what no don't him? don't go to hell's <laughs> kitchen man <laughs> yeah d- go to queens or something where <laughs> spider-man is it's like super nice or go to uh 
Brooklyn, you know, where Captain America's from. There Don't go, go to Hell's Kitchen. Sometimes <laughs> they call it Chelsea now, right? They were trying to rename it Hell's, Chelsea. Give it a little, but, give yeah. it a little polish. Yeah, right? it sounds not so bad. <laughs> well, one more thing I wanted to mention. It's been kind of coming by here in the in the scroll. You know, we really enjoyed it last month, but man, this upcoming Friday. AWE returns with their shamrock and brawl, you know, yeah. uh, up in uh, Cocoa Beach. It's uh, March 16th. The uh, tickets will cost you $20 for general admission, uh, 30 bucks for ringside. But if you're going to do that, be sure you get your tickets in advance because they're probably going to sell out. 7 p.m.'s the bell time. And, man, why don't you tell them about some of the cats that are coming out for this one? Dude, last time we went, I was blown away by all the famous people that were there. And this time, it's no slouch, man. They've got Jesse Neal coming in. Oh, yeah, man. And that's, you know, that's great. You know, we see, you know, they're just pulling in more and more people. Uh, someone that I'm a big fan of from back in the, the 90s, Gangrel, you know. Mm-hmm. He had his time in the WWE where, you know, he was the vampire warrior and, you know, you Came in and he gave everyone, what was it? The bloodbath. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he would bring the goblet out. And... Yep. 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 Yeah. So Gangrel's yep. going to be there. Yep. Um, uh, Tanelle Dashwood. She was formerly known as Emma, a more current <laughs> star, just recently left WWE. And now she's hanging out here at AWE. Uh, we also got Chico Adams. Cheek. Oh. Cheek. Oh. One of our favorites, man. <laughs> you know, they used to, well, I mean, I'm sure they're probably still doing stuff, but here in the, uh, in uh, St. Lucie, they used to go and do some local shows, and yeah. Chico would come out and rock it. Man. Yeah, man. The guy was great. He is really, really good. I love seeing him. I love that he was totally a face. You yes. know, and then we started the champ because he was like crowd favorite. Yes. And we were actually at a match where he totally turned heel. And that was like a year and a half ago or something. Yep. And we was we saw him at the AWE, and he's still a heel, just being a dog out there. And I'm like, bro, that's great, man. I'm glad he's just embraced it. We're still cheering for him, though. Yeah. Cheek. Oh, Cheek. Oh, oh man, Party Man <laughs> Will over here, he's saying, is Zabu going to be there? We would love if Zabu came, man. Yeah. The one thing is, is like this place, like the way they do their chairs and stuff like that, like oh. if Sabu jumped into the crowd, man, it would be <laughs> it, it, probably hit 15 <laughs> people get hurt, you know? <laughs> but always a yeah, good time. And the guy time. next to me sitting in my lap, I'm like, dude, get out of my chicken wings, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, now, that was one thing. It, it takes place at the Space Coast Convention Center. And, yeah, man, like you said, the food there was good. You know, definitely get there early if you go for general admission. Get yourself a good seat. Or, like you said, pay that little extra money and you'll be right at ringside. Yeah. The food is wicked, though. The, yes. f- the food was really yes. good. I have to say it was great value and super good food. But you guys don't want to hear me blab on about food. You want to talk about our March Madness edition of the Defenders versus the Arrowverse. What do you say we jump right back Let's into? do it. All right, man. We're heading back to the studio, everybody. Make sure to join us there. Oh right. man, no, I, lo- back, I love it, back, man. Back. We're, 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 we're here, man. And like I said, we started it off pretty strong, you know, talking about yeah. Green Arrow and Iron Fist and, and Supergirl and Jessica Jones, man. What is coming up next? Oh man, well, quick recap we both doubled down on Arrow. Yep. Beating out Iron Fist for his bracket. We'll have to see what all of you beautiful people out there have to say. If you want to vote for the Immortal Iron Fist, there's a link in the description for you to do just that. But. We had a split decision on Supergirl versus Jessica Jones. I'm going JJ myself. I love that chick. She's like my spirit animal, man, because she's like, my life is so hard and there's so much work to be done. I'm going to get drunk and I don't care. And I'm like, I feel that. 
Uh, Senior Boyle is going for Supergirl, and he has a hopeful, bright, and loving future that we can all live in general <laughs> one and harmony uh, because he has lasers that shoot out of his eyes. So, Well, you know, it, it's funny because you know, we saw the, all that stuff that was going on on Podunk News between DC Eric and, 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 and Party Man yeah. Bill. I think I got them so excited because they, <laughs> they know that, like, the Supergirls and Superboys and Supermen are, are definitely not my, like, favorite dc characters but sure. like just when you're when you're stacking up the odds and stuff like that like you said i i, I agree with you yeah. where it's like if jessica has those advantages and like how yeah. low she'll go to like exploit certain <laughs> things like yeah she she's a definitely dangerous customer yes but it's just that that super strength is is it's hard to beat. Yeah, you know? that nigh invulnerability that a Kryptonian carries with them. I'm saying there's there's no there's no doubt in my mind yeah. that you know I don't think she could take out Supergirl, but I think she could take out Supergirl in her head. Yes, you know? she could. So, trigger. It, now yeah. here's the thing, you know, Kelly Jade. Thank you so much for filling in for me last week. I know probably right now, like the 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 heat eyes of, of kelly jade are <laughs> burning through the screen at me for yeah, not, yeah. not using uh jessica jones i do like jessica jones as a character and but it's just when you when you when you, this this odds here the stack yeah, up yeah. you know even against any of the other defenders i think jessica jones could totally whoop them yeah, yeah exactly her strength and yeah. stuff like that yeah but Very, i th i yeah. think you're right i think kelly jade is off somewhere right now imagining that she is superman at the end of justice league and you're steppenwolf Probably, <laughs> probably, or I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, well, the mother box, the mother box, just, just ripping just, me apart. <laughs> but uh, okay, last thing we'll say about uh, the wonderful women out here is I loved the promo for season two of Jessica Jones. This, this, that's I snagged it for the background here, where on the spray painted in the bathroom stall, it says "Fight like a woman." Yeah, and I was like, that's so cool, that man. That was cool. Yeah, it's just really, really cool stuff. They do a lot of neat stuff for her, and, I, yeah. and I, like I said, I really like where they're going with the character. Yeah, yeah, especially considering. The kind of not limelight that women get in feature films, you know. I mean, Wonder Woman definitely has jumped out into the forefront oh, yeah. for DC being a pioneer for you know the kind of women stuff. But uh, you know, Marvel on film hasn't really jumped out with a solo woman thing or anything sure. like that. But boy, here on Netflix, man, she got her season two before Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Exactly. You know? So exactly. it's it's great. I love to see you know all of the fanfare that she gets for it but all right we're gonna we're gonna jump in to our next bout though because i know everyone is super excited man oh, so are yeah. you ready senior boy you ready to check it, it out you ready to check I'm it out stoked are all you beautiful people out there ready let's see who we got we're taking on black lightning versus luke cage the power man <laughs> oh man you know and, and it's funny when you look at the when, when you're stacking up these characters you mm -hmm. know it's like like you said you have you know, Ali and 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 the uh, and, and Iron Fist. You know, because they have that yeah. very relatable thing. You know, Supergirl versus Jessica. You know, two women. You know, now you have these two uh, very urban centric characters where yes. they're like, you know, like you're kind of seeing like what we like. You said, you know, Luke Cage is from Harlem. You know, yes. so it's yeah. like you're seeing that. And then um, I well, can't... I, don't, I don't think he's from Harlem. Is he? Is he from Harlem? I think he grew up there. Because remember, he had yeah. like his like uh, him and a, a couple of those other guys were like a little kind of like a little gang or a clique, okay. and yeah. they kind of ran around. And of course, the yeah. uh, but I the thought he grew up in Georgia with his dad, the preacher. And well, stuff? I, I think uh, either they moved him there or maybe, okay. But I'm okay. pretty sure he had. It's some been of a while since yet. I've seen it. I'll have to watch it again. But um, definitely, you know, the, the show. But itself, he represents Harlem. Yes. That's a hundred percent. 
Yes, yeah. and you know, then you have Black Lightning, where I don't remember his exact town that he comes from, but you could tell that it's yeah. inner city. You know, like you know, he's a principal at the school, mm-hmm. and he has to balance that. And then you know, he was a, a former superhero that kind of gave it up to kind of be with his family. Yeah, and like now he's coming back because the streets are getting so bad that he's got to clean it up. What I really like about both of these shows is mm-hmm. that like. I can relate to it. I can go to like to cities and 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 see like just just so, you know yeah. these areas that I'm just kind of like man I you know I, I I don't know what that's like but it's yes. it, it's it's you know when you watch something like Black Panther it's like mm-hmm. I've never been to Africa or anything like that sure. but it's like it's awesome that you know where they're going with those storylines but these two storylines it's like man I can relate to them you know mm-hmm. it's like you can see like the, the the things that people are going through I mean I know a lot of people sometimes are like oh you know they're throwing too much like political based stuff into yeah. these shows yeah. but man i think it's i think it's a really cool outlet that that they're that they're having for both of these characters but to pit them together or against each other <laughs> you know <laughs> it, i i I'm, I'm i'm having a tough one with this so i'm gonna well, try to pass it back to you okay first and foremost i want to say that we did say you can use any criteria you want to choose your favorite yes and i think that party man will citing that the actor who plays Luke Cage also voices Spartan Locke in the Halo verse is why he loves Luke Cage more. I think is absolutely valid, and please vote for Luke Cage because that would make me happy in a way that I couldn't even express to you, Party Manuel. But <laughs> that's that is pretty cool. I mean, Spartan Locke cool is, trivia, is, so. is pretty awesome. You know, like, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that that's 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 cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I didn't realize that either. But. Um, I will say that I had not watched Black Lightning, and we were talking about it last night at like it was like three in the morning. <laughs> you were telling me about the show, yeah. and we were talking about doing this, and I said like, "Oh, is is he part of the Arrowverse?" And you said, "Well, kind of, you know, it's kind of it's the multiverse thing." So I said, "Okay, well, let's let's get him in there then because I think it's a good face off." Sure. So I decided to watch the premiere last night. Oh, cool! So you checked it. What'd you think? I will tell you that I paused the show to look at the timer. Because at 11 minutes and 24 seconds, I was like, I hate this, and I don't want to watch any more of this show. <laughs> now, what it, did, what it was just like? so campy and had such a message that they just wanted to hammer you in the face with, and there was no subtlety to it. Like it just seemed like it was written so badly. And then like everything about the character, like the guy who's gonna play Black Lightning, just mm-hmm. seemed so campy to me. Like just. I hated it, man. But I, I just I paused it there because it was like I know at this moment that I don't like the show, but I continued to watch it because sure. I was like, I'm gonna give it its fair shake and I, I hate to do that. I hate to bail on something, you know? Yeah. But that snap judgment, you know, like ten minutes to me is a pretty good chunk of time when there's no commercials or sure, anything. sure. But even still, like that's that was pretty, pretty fast for me to get that impression of a show I literally knew nothing about, right? But I continued to watch the show. Mm-hmm. It was 1646, and I turned it off, and I went to bed because I was like, it wasn't because it was five in the morning that I was trying to watch (laughs) or anything like that, but I was like, dude, Black Lightning literally just was yelling at, I presume, his daughters or something, and they're like, you were out at a riot where they were blowing up cop cars or something, and then he just blew up a cop car because, like, you know, he was angry and shit, and I, I get it. He was totally justified in being angry. But that was like, I'm like, that's not a hero at all to me. Like, I don't understand what's going on in this scene. And like, just because someone is treating you poorly, 
you don't just cause wanton destruction. Like that's what villains do, dude. So I wasn't getting the show like right off the bat at all, but just the way it was presented was so like everyone seemed so incredibly one dimensional. And again, maybe this is totally not fair because I get it was a pilot and it's 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 a like kind of a network TV show. They they're not making a million dollars an episode or anything. But just man, I just thought the writing was so bad in it, and I feel bad because I don't have I don't know anything about. Black Lightning. I've never read a comic with him. The first time I've literally ever seen Black Lightning, we were at a party with Justin K this past weekend <laughs> where we were bringing him his... He won the copy of Thor Ragnarok, and we brought it to him, and he wanted to show us some valuable comics that he had. And one of them was like an ancient Superman comic that had Black Lightning right on the cover. And I was like, dude, that's the guy. How cool. Absolutely. You know? That's my the extent of my knowledge in Black Lightning. And the show was so bad. <laughs> that I was like, I, I don't even want to sit and watch this. I don't care about anything that's going on because it's so just cheesy, man. So Luke Cage is totally, like you said, it's very urban. It takes place in Harlem. Sure. You get a really good sense of the black community without them telling you this is a show about the black community. Like It's just about people who live in that culture. And I loved seeing that culture and everything about it. Um and you felt like you were just one of them, you know. No, like, yeah, like I, yeah, you felt yeah, like absolutely. you lived there. You were in that culture. It definitely you know? seemed more in the real. I mean, yeah. I will definitely say it. That it seemed like yeah. more. And, and you're right. Like I, I've I've watched like two or three episodes of Black Lightning, and unfortunately, I haven't kept up with it just because there's so many shows. You know, Walking Dead came back, and all. You know, you know, I, I'm going to continue to watch it because yeah. I thought that I liked the the grit. That the show brought, which mm-hmm. comes in a little later, mm-hmm. like you said, that mm-hmm. first episode, the person I was watching it with had yeah. a very similar opinion that they were just like, this seems like it's just yeah. constantly shoving crap in my face that I don't want to see. But it just, it, I, I think they really flesh out the story a little more later and then like seeing like where they're going with it. Like I said, mm-hmm. I know grit's like being done to death. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, sometimes people are just like, I don't want to see it. But I think when they bring that level of stuff to the TV show, you're just kind of like, wow, this might be trying to do a different thing. And I think that's why they're keeping it separate from the Arrowverse because sure. they don't want to be contained to like being like, well, if the Flash is here, we have to be nice, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, that, I'm I'm glad you checked it out. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I hope I didn't put it off as being like the greatest thing in the universe because yeah, yeah. same thing for myself. I haven't been able to keep up. I did like the first couple episodes, but like I said, I yeah, I mean, just, I'll yeah. have to give it another shot and and really watch it because it's just again, it maybe it was going somewhere, but I just I didn't get it right off the bat that I was like, what's what's the message they're trying to send us here? Because I absolutely felt like you know everyone in the in the story was just very cliche, you know, like sure. they had the, the the gang guy who who uh, like runs drugs out of a bar <laughs> thing and i'm like that's so like so, that's like a cheesy movie thing it's been like done to death and then like oh his daughter's like a teenager but she went to this banging fucking club that i've never been to a club like that in my life and sure. she's just there and i get hot girls get to do that sort of thing but again you're like that's so ridiculous like if her dad's like a principal or whatever and a former superhero like his own kid's a jerk like yeah. what <laughs> this, it just seems so weird to me i, I just didn't like, get it like you said, I definitely like that you said, hey, it was the it was the pilot. So, hey, if yeah. you have some extra time, check out the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. watch a couple episodes. Just give it a, a, a full run. And who knows? You might still be like, nah, it just yeah. isn't for me. Absolutely. But, but Luke Cage, man, the first episode was just so good. By the time Marshala Ali showed up, you know, and again, he's the drug dealer. 
who owns a nightclub, but everything about it was so believable. And that guy had so much character, you know, and there was so much depth to who he was and everything like that. And you got that immediately. And again, Marshall Ali is an Academy Award winning actor that they got for the show. Sure. So, sure. yeah, there's kind of that standoff between Netflix having the money to pull in something like that. But just the writing alone, like the comparison between Black Lightning and Luke Cage to me is the iconic uh, DC versus Marvel clash. Where Marvel's all about the character and DC's all about the hero. So there, there's nothing really behind the, the hero, and I, I didn't like that. Well, I actually have a funny story to kind of relate almost to like your Black Lightning story. Okay. Is that the first time I watched like the first two episodes of Luke Cage, like, like I said, maybe it was late at night, or maybe I just wanted to go and watch Star Trek and mm-hmm. not watch that, you know? And, and, and like, I was like, ah, I'm not really digging this. And, and yeah. I actually put it down for about probably six or seven weeks like i didn't watch another episode sure then we were chatting or something and i was like man i know the defenders are gonna come and i I need to watch it so i went Mm -hmm. back and i rewatched the first two episodes still didn't think it was like great but then as like by the time i got to like the fifth episode Mm -hmm. i was like damn that was like that that was awesome you know like and it's like you said like the cottonmouth character yes and i I don't know the guys i I know you just said it but you know like that he he was awesome. Yes, like, he was amazing. Yes, you know? and same thing. How the show wrapped was great. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I went back and watched it. Yeah. So so who knows, man? Maybe go and watch Black Lightning. You might be pleasantly surprised later yeah. on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I realize it's a pilot and it's a network pilot and everything like that, and it's very different than everything else. But it just seemed like it just clubbed you over the head <laughs> right was, from the was... get go, and there was there wasn't really like any subtlety to what was happening. Like it was just everything was so over the top and egregious that I was like. Dude, this is almost like off-putting because it's so like corny. It, it could leave a bad taste. In yeah, mouth, it was like some, watching yeah, a live-action yeah. cartoon that you're just like, what? Uh, what? This is real quick before we jump into who we think would win. I do yeah. see Party Man Will is like knocking out of the park tonight, man. Thank you so much. I mean, he's putting in a bunch of history here about Black Lightning. Yeah, and I'm, I'm absolutely reading all of that. That's yes. so cool, yeah. dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. That, that's that's great stuff. And same thing for other folks who maybe mm-hmm. haven't watched Black Lightning yet. Maybe that will give them a chance to go check it out. Yeah. I don't, it's not on Netflix or anything yet. You know, you can watch it, but like through the CW app. But hey, you know, we've talked a lot. I mean, same thing, like we said, Luke Cage, awesome show. Yeah. Great, great villains. Like, I, yeah. I, I thought they were awesome. And like, I can't wait for his season two. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm super stoked for that. Yeah, him being in Jessica Jones, in Luke Cage, and in the Defenders, and yet his character just grows in each iteration of what's yes. going on. Yes, you know, and I just love it. And he's so good. The actor's fantastic. Uh, I think his name's like Mike Michael Coulter. I think. Yes, name? Yeah. Mike Coulter. Yeah, um, you got it. Yeah, he's great, man. I yep. just, yeah, like I connect with that guy, and I feel like he's so, like. He has that hero persona. He's he seems to me very much like a Superman in the sense that you want to be friends with this guy like immediately, like because he seems like a good dude, and I love that. It's very inviting. And you know, like you said, we we didn't really get into Black Lightning's powers, but let's just tell people who might not be as sure. familiar with Luke Cage what 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 is his power? Yeah, yeah. Well, you... okay, we'll run through it real quick. Black Black Lightning seems like he is like living lightning, you know, yes, like he can move yeah. super fast. He can electrocute stuff. He can make electricity subside around him and things like that. And Luke Cage, again, he kind of borders on this nigh invulnerable thing, but it's his skin is like yes. impenetrable, yeah. like bullets bounce off him. A needle won't go through him, anything like that. His insides are still vulnerable. Yes. You know, uh, he needs air to breathe kind of stuff like that, but he has unbreakable skin, which is so cool and done so well on the show. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, such an interesting uh, power in general because and the super strength obviously he has super strength right <laughs> yes, yes. so he like fold guns in half with his hands kind of <laughs> stuff you know but yeah such an interesting power and ability to have that contrasts nicely with the other Avengers uh, defenders uh, especially like Jessica Jones who is super strong like he is but way more vulnerable than he is like she gets cut and everything very easily so really really interesting stuff cool power set I believe that they even have an instance, and I was trying to remember it last night, where Luke Cage is electrocuted. Is it, isn't there a moment where he's electrocuted and it does actually like kind of mess him up? Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember. It, it sounds like that might have been something that happened, right? Well, I know, like, there's something where they get inside, like they, you know, they, they, like there's some inner thing that that gets them, and then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. There was some sort of electric shock because yeah, wasn't like maybe actually, getting hit with a taser. or something. Yeah, because it wasn't like it was on his skin. It like shocked his system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's like, so he has weaknesses. It's yeah. not like he's just walking around. Uh, <laughs> the uh, you know, like you said, like but it's just so well done. You mm-hmm. know, like all and and just his the progression of his show. Was was very interesting yeah. to me, and I think everyone that I've talked to, you know, that if they share kind of like the way they love Daredevil, they were kind of like, well, you know, Jessica Jones was fun, mm-hmm. and then and they were just like, holy crap, like Luke Cage was like, whoosh, brought it back yeah. up to the super top, and then like Iron Fist, look, it's like this <laughs> wave kind of, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Let's let's go ahead and break down yeah. the bracket because I think I totally went on a black lightning <laughs> rant. I'm sorry. I don't like I said. I don't mean to dog it out, but just like, wow, what an impression this made on me right away. Oh my goodness. But Luke Cage, I absolutely love it. I love all the characters. Like I said, you feel like you're part of the Harlem community, like immediately, and you you get to see what it's like to live in that neighborhood and learn all about it and the people there and the history of it. And how, you know, the, they support the kids there and, you know, the police force there, just everything. It's, it's so great. Um, and everything was inviting and lovely and just, just really nice. Even with all the crime and corruption. Sure. Like, their villains had class. And I yeah. loved that. Yeah. Um, so, hands down, I love everything about Luke Cage and his, his show on Netflix more than, you know, Black Lightning and... The little bit that I saw of it, I was just not impressed with it all. So, well, being that I'm a little more versed in the Black Lightning stuff, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna say that I think Luke Cage would take the win. Yeah, you know where, like you said, there might be some weaknesses to electricity or something. It just mm-hmm. seems to be that you know if they met up and you know they started to get into a brawl or something, and Black Lightning was pulling the stuff. Luke Cage would adapt to the situation and figure, you know, like yeah. figure out how he could do it. You know, in the show, like you see some of his past and, you know, where he was in prison. You know, mm-hmm. this is Luke Cage I'm referring to. He was in prison and, you know, how he had to deal with certain things. You know, it's yeah. like he's not yeah, just without like, powers before yeah. he had powers. Exactly. You know? So him being able to do he's just a very well-rounded character. Yeah. And I know like even I think some of Black Lightning stuff might even come like from his suit. So oh, it's like okay. if, if Luke Cage, like, you know, does any damage to that, yeah, like, yeah. He, he's going to have some problems. Well, I can like tell you that. the first episode I watched, the guy's in a tuxedo, like, shooting lightning and yeah. running around. So Well, like you said. You I, know, maybe there's yeah, other stuff he yeah. could do, but in general, shooting lightning and running at the speed of light seems pretty epic as a power, you know? <laughs> Catherine D. says here that she liked that uh, black lightning was a principle. <laughs> yeah, and, I, like, I thought that was cool, too. But then, again, it was so muddled and, like, the first 10 minutes of the story, they tell me he's a principal, he's a vigilante superhero, he's wanted by police, other people think he's good, he knows a senator who's at his party <laughs> inducting him as a principal, but also gets 
like pulled over and badgered by random cops. <laughs> But he knows the police chief who says, I don't think those cops are with me. And I'm like, well, does anyone know anything that's going on? Like, how does this guy know everyone, but the community's still jacked up? And, dude, it really kind of irritated me. And, and this is so dumb. But they're like, that party runs till 10 o'clock, daughter. So make sure that you're home so dad doesn't find out that you're late. Dude, but there's, like, kids from the school at that party, like, in their prep <laughs> school uniforms. And they're going to be there till 10 o'clock at night? Like, who the hell – why is a senator going to be at a party at 10 o'clock at night? I'm pretty sure they got to get up in the morning. Uh, uh, it just seemed totally weird to me. I didn't like the writing at all. Like I said, I, I guess when you stack <laughs> it up against Luke Cage, I mean, there's definitely – I mean, I, even if you're going to say, what do you think is the better show? I mean, hands yeah. down, without any powers inside, but yeah. go watch Luke Cage. And maybe but, the comics for Black Lightning are awesome. I have no idea. Like I said, I never well, read them. But I never really read a Luke Cage comic either. Like, I've read him in The Avengers, yes. especially when they had the – um. The new Avengers, when they split after the Civil War in comics, he was he was a huge player in that, and I loved it. And him and Jessica were both in there, so it was fun. I would have to say, if we're if we're talking about comics that remind you of a character, um, I remember one time uh, Punisher gets sent to prison, and Jigsaw is in there waiting yeah. for him, and he messes <laughs> him up big time, like mess cuts his face up. Mm -hmm. He looks like Freddy Krueger, and he gets out and. Um, some prostitute or something like helps him like get to a place and <laughs> Luke Cage is like helping these people mm -hmm. and he's like she's like Luke we need we need to help this guy he's like who is he she's like I don't know but look at his face he's all messed up so they <laughs> they bring him to like some sort of like a uh, you know guy that could do a, a plastic surgeon, surgeon? Yeah, plastic yeah. surgeon you know to heal him up and then when the Punisher wakes up he's a black guy <laughs> and she's like oh well you told me you wanted to be like you know you didn't want people to recognize you. <laughs> Now, granted, this storyline only lasted like three uh, issues, but I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, it was very fantastical that, yeah. you know, it doesn't even, you know, like what do you do, the, the reverse Michael Jackson kind of deal <laughs> thing or something. But, you know, it's like, you know, he it, it was just fun, you know. Yeah. But then I guess I, I read a list where it was like 10, like, uh, Punisher stories Marvel wants you to forget, <laughs> and that was on there. And I'm like, yeah, hey, that's like uh, one of my favorite Luke Cage stories. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, it's all about diversity and being able to, you know, bring it together, man. So that's <laughs> that's what's nice. But again, let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Let let me know what what I, I mean. I'm I'm totally gonna be like Party Man Will and DC Eric have not commented a thing about Black Lightning, and I think that says a lot. But uh, but let me know if you guys think Black Lightning is great and why I should give it another chance. Any of you beautiful people out there, feel free to throw it in the comments, man, because I'd love to check out the show or look at it from a different perspective. Because maybe I'm not, I'm, I'm missing something out of it. But sure. uh, otherwise, you're welcome to go to the page and vote for the hero that you like best. But uh, we've been going on and on about yeah, this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, really yeah. need to get to the yes, to the final yes. bout because I am excited. This is my absolute favorite face-off in our show tonight, and I think probably it's going to be of the entire March Madness, depending on how things go. But I'm super psyched to talk about the men in red. That's right. We've got the Flash versus Daredevil. Oh, man. Whoa, whoa. Well, what a battle yeah. here. I mean, it's like... I mean, not even like you said. Just the the characters yeah. alone, like, are so complex and so cool. And I love both these shows. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I, 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 I would great. say that both of these, to me, are the favorites in their respective things. Like in the Defenders, I think everyone would hands down be like, Daredevil's the best of those shows. And I think in the Flash, I think uh, in the Arrowverse, I think most people would be like, the Flash is the best of those shows. Sure, like for yeah. the people I talk to, but. 
No, I agree. I mean, like as much as like you like said, Arrow is the original. Mm-hmm. Like the Flash just brings so much heart to the show, and at least from what I've read, and I know for a while there, me and Party Man, what would go back and forth on different like you know theories about the mm-hmm. Flash and stuff. And I know like just like you said, with the TV shows, they change things to a certain mm-hmm. aspect, you know. But like I said, I like them. I, I like the things that they do and the whole multiple world stuff. I mean, I know. Um, like we said, just like almost like with Luke Cage, like Daredevil's more like keep things in the real. Yes. Uh, you, well, I mean, can we say that when they had like undead ninjas running around? Uh, yeah, but I mean, just, just the way that his character's handled, I guess, yeah. is where yeah. I'm driving at. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I know like we're talking about a guy who's a speedster versus a guy who is a, a blind ninja, mm-hmm. like you yeah. said, which is yeah. a classic, you know, just a trope. But it's like I think what was great about Daredevil when he was first created was that. You know, there's guys out there. I mean, I don't have great eyesight. I know you don't yeah. have, per, you know, it's like I, there, there's some kids out there who are blind. And just yeah. for them to know that, hey, there's a superhero who's yeah. blind that goes out there and fights. It just, it, it, it's really cool. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's in a show now because, it, you know, I don't think they got much out of the comics, I guess is what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that uh, a, a superhero who was handicapped in any capacity was something great to see in 1960. Oh, yeah. You know, like when this came out, that was very innovative about it. But by the same token, I've always looked at this as an inspiration to everyone because most superheroes have fantastical powers that make it easy for them to do the right thing and to do good. It's easy for Superman to be the most altruistic character because nothing bad's going to happen to him. Sure. You know, but Daredevil is someone whose abilities in a huge portion only make up for his disabilities you know so he goes out there as a man and does what he thinks is right at great personal risk to himself now again his abilities do give him some leg up in almost every scenario i mean hands down almost every scenario but again there he's not superhuman to some you know extent of a superman or even a luke cage or even an iron fist you know let me ask you this, man. Like, yeah. with um, with the Netflix Daredevil, do you think his powers, so to say, are as as heightened as like, let's say, like I know we don't like to talk about it, but the uh, but <laughs> I the don't ben mind Af- talking about, but it. the Ben mind. Affleck Daredevil, because remember, like yeah. he had to like sleep in water, yeah, because like he he didn't want to hear all the stuff. Yeah, going, the, so he, the sound yeah. was too. Well, I think that both of them are very much on par. But I think that TV show Daredevil has very much more control over what he does. And I think that's primarily because of their reintegration of the classic character Stick. Yeah, Where Stick trained trained him. Yes, yes. And I think that Affleck Daredevil didn't really have that opportunity. But I will say that versus the comic books, I think both of the characters are severely depowered. Oh, yeah. Because in in comics, they they oftentimes talk about Daredevil being able to place his hand over a computer monitor and feel the heat from the different colors emitted by the (laughs) pixels on the screen. And you're like, Jesus, that's got to be irritating, you know, like. So, I mean, have you ever touched something that you're like, this is rough and it feels weird? And like you said, the Flash, I mean, I I might be going out of my thing saying this, but I'm not to say he's probably one of the most powerful characters in DC Comics. Yes. I mean, every crisis has something to do with the Flash. Yes. (laughs) Well, the ability to transcend space and time. Yes. Really is like his potential power is far greater than anyone else. Because let's say that he could go back in time to a time when Superman was showing up to Earth 
and probably just knock his spaceship away. Sure. You know, sure. and then no yellow sun. Sorry, Superman. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. And that's, you know, just having that, that ability. But mm-hmm. same thing that we said with the shows being that he's a little more, he's kind of like, he's not getting there. Not, mm-hmm. uh, if you guys are current watching, I know there was a recent episode that I think everyone kind of felt like they maybe jumped the shark a little bit and like really yeah. ultra powered Barry. And it's like, no, 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 no. Keep him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, scale back of it. Scale yeah. Back keep him kind of, yeah. you know, keep him kind of mm-hmm. like where he's still learning. Now, real quick, before we jump around too much, I wanted mm-hmm. to just mention Party Man Wolf threw out another great piece of trivia. Okay. He did say that the Ninja Turtles created Daredevil, <laughs> but I think that's a little yeah. skewed. I would say that <laughs> Daredevil created the Ninja Tell tell just tell people what, what that's about. Okay, yeah. In in the original story of Daredevil, there is a truck that crashes um near uh, Matt Murdock. Like he's crossing the street or something, and then there's a big accident and he gets splashed in the face with toxic waste. When they wrote the original Ninja Turtles comic book, toxic waste seeped into the sewers. And that toxic waste is the ooze that is commonly retconned today. And that's what spawned the Ninja Turtles, right? (laughs) But the idea being was that the creators of the Ninja Turtles were such fans of Daredevil that they wanted to play off of Daredevil's origin and create their characters. But it's not a Marvel comic, so they couldn't directly say that it was the same event. But if you think about it, even in the TV show on Netflix, Daredevil's main kind of villain is a ninja clan called the Hand. (laughs) The Ninja Turtles fight a clan called the Foot. (laughs) So there's all these parallels that the people, the 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 creators. uh, It's Dan Eastman, right? And uh, Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman and Peter Lillard created the uh, Ninja Turtles. The creators of the Ninja Turtles are there. It's a it's a huge homage piece to kind of Daredevil and their love for that comic kind of propelling them into comics. So. Yeah, very cool trivia piece, man. Thanks for taking yeah, the Yeah, good shout-out, yeah. Party Man, being yeah. a primarily DC fan, dude. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Absolutely, and uh, <laughs> he threw it out in here. He said, oh, we got uh, uh, oh, we got DC in here saying uh, Daredevil was an ordinary guy who trained himself, where definitely, like you said, being that he was blind yeah. and stuff, he had, to, he had to overcome those... Uh, mm-hmm. Those feats, but then, of course, at least according to the Netflix show, Stick had a very... Yeah. Um, well, traditionally, yeah. original comics, Stick Stick was there and okay. had trained okay. Daredevil. So Absolutely. That, that is... and but, but, you know, Daredevil's father was a boxer, you know, so he knew kind of street-tough fighting. Yes. Stick entered in the equation uh, uh, very early on, but to teach him how to fight, like, kind of ninja style. Yes. Because Stick yes. was a blind man who fought, like... In martial arts. Absolutely. So he taught Daredevil to use the martial arts with his enhanced abilities being blind, and the two of them together made Daredevil into, like, really a superhero. So definitely with our, you know, our challenge here, yeah. we're going with the Daredevil from the Netflix yeah, show, yeah. not the reading stuff from computer screens from the college, <laughs> and we're going from the Barry Allen from... The Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. Yeah, and where he's like, I wouldn't even say like most recently where he's almost kind of getting master of time and space where he's still learning. And like I know Party Man Will said here, oh, every week it's very go faster. <laughs> and you're right, that he said he did play the drinking game and he woke up a week later. And yes, they, that is a common thing. But even in the comics, that's always a thing. You know, you go Mark 5, Mark 7, you know, yeah, all these yeah. different Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was definitely a trope in the comics. It, it, it turned yeah. into one. Eric G's like, he's obligated to vote for Daredevils. He's in his backyard. So we, we appreciate that, man. Whatever criteria you guys want to use. Yeah. But the um, 
Yeah, I want to take a minute to talk about the Flash on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, Sorry, we, we <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just like I'm going on and on about Daredevil. I love him. I love Daredevil. I think the show's fantastic. I think what they do in the show's fantastic. You know, but the Flash TV show that blew my mind when it came out because I thought Arrow was okay, mm-hmm. but when the Flash came out, not only was it a huge homage to the comics, it was a huge homage to the '90s Flash TV show. Yes. It was a huge homage to the animated series and straight-to-DVD animated movies that they made for The Flash. I mean, they had elements of all of that in The Flash. And again, like I said, Barry is that kind of person who he does have these superpowers and he's struggling to learn them, but he wants to do something good with them. Yeah. You know? And I love that. You know, same thing where Daredevil is like, yeah... I'm mostly making up for my disabilities and I have a slight edge and I'm going to try to still do something good. That's very admirable. That's sure. it's very Batman level esque of like, yeah, nothing makes me better than anyone else other than the fact that I want to do what's right, you know, at great personal expense. And Barry's the same way, you know, he does have the abilities that in some sense protect him because of the power that he has, but it never makes him any less likely when he doesn't have his powers. That, when something true. takes his powers away, yeah. he's always struggling to do the right thing. So his character is the type of hero that, to me, DC Comics is known for. It's the type of hero that inspires people to just generally be good all the time, you know, and to almost ignore their own personal demons, yes. to always do what's right. And I think that's the most iconic thing about the DC Universe to me, is that between all this gods among us, dark Justice League, gritty Dark Knight stuff... It's all about characters who want to do what's right. You know, there you know, originally there was never a question of like what's Superman going to do? There's a train that's going to crash. You know, but also there's a bad guy getting away. Should he save the He's always going to save the people on the train, you know? He's he's always going to do the good thing. You know? Absolutely, man. No, and yeah. it's it is. It's a really cool parallel, you know, mm-hmm. like you said of of the, of the two different types of characters and and in like what Barry has uh you know accomplished so far and and like where they're going with it because it's like yeah that's the one thing I think about the DC um you know Justice League movie like mm-hmm. they really jumped him into being this like yeah like today's level flash like you know he he could do you know practically stop time yeah you know to get all of whatever he wants to do so it's just he's so powerful like how would he ever be late to anything yeah you know what I'm saying like how do yeah. you have any kind of drama there so like I said definitely I love what the show's doing and 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 you know I I I think it's it's good storylines you know trying to see him as a leader for yeah. his team but that's the same but, thing too. I think with a lot of these CW shows, like they they do too much team effort. Like, mm-hmm. let it be about just a flash. <laughs> let it be about just yeah. Arrow. You know? I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool to see the other people. You know, and and it's cool to see team ups and stuff like that, and that's great. But again, yeah, there, there has to be a primary yeah. focus on on what the hero, the star of the show, is really doing. And the one thing I, I'd also like to say, because you because you were kind of talking about it just now, was that with the Flash, and. You know, John Favreau, when he made the original Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. there's a behind-the-scenes featurette on the DVD where he says, I remember watching the Sam Raimi Spider-Man in 2002 okay, and thinking that the parts where he learned how to use his power was the best stuff in the movie. Oh, that's pretty cool. And when he was making Iron Man, they have the extended sequence of Tony learning how to use the stuff in the suit, the repulsor rays, the flying, and all of that. It's a big part of the first movie. That's true. And yeah. he said he included that because he loved those original pieces so much that Sam Raimi did. So, 
to me, when they have someone like The Flash, who, like in Justice League, could very easily just be, oh, Mach 10 Barry. Yes. Or you can have him learn how to use his powers. You know, that that learning curve that he has, that always needs to go faster thing. And I get it. It doesn't <laughs> need to always be going faster. Like, there's ways of being like, I need to survey a room, like what the arrow was telling him and stuff like yes. that, you know? Yes. And, like, you can all, still learn. Yeah, there's still so much for him to learn, you know? And I love that learning aspect of it. I always thought that was that was really great about the show. And uh, I know that the last time I saw it, like I said, I'm not caught up. It's still kind of doing that. Oh, yeah. But there's yeah, always they, something yeah. for Barry to learn, and I love that, man. And even Daredevil, you know, to speak on yeah. him just real quick again, it's like, yeah. you know, in the, the whole first season, like, he doesn't wear the traditional yeah. Daredevil costume. He doesn't really yeah, get He doesn't it, have yeah. the... yeah. The cane, yeah, you know? exactly. You know, it's like it's it's like him kind of learning it, and mm -hmm. it's like, while while I felt that like, man, I really wanted to see him be in the costume and be Daredevil. Like, obviously, like the Kingpin Vincent D'Onofrio is so great that it's like that was great. It should have been called like Daredevil and the Kingpin because it was like that's really what the <laughs> show was about. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And then when you watch season two, you're just like, well, this is this is this is Daredevil. Well, you know, it's it's great. You know, kind of the separation for me is that Daredevil is learning how to be a person. Yes. You know, yes. because it's almost like he's a vigilante at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's learning how to actually be a person, which I think has really taken the dynamic of the of the superhero genre and kind of turned it on its head a bit. And I think it's what makes it so compelling is that, yes, he's getting better as a hero all the time and becoming more of the traditional Daredevil that we know. But by the same token, especially his arc in The Defenders is very much about being like, what's his place as a person? Is he Daredevil or is he Matt Murdock? Where does yeah. he do more good? As the blind lawyer or as the blind superhero? You know, like what, where really is his place in life? Not just how do I use my powers the best, you know? Absolutely, so, man. Uh, I think it's very cool. Again, it's the difference between characterization and true kind of uh, comic book heroism. No. Yeah, and he's got his team too. Like you said, yes, Foggy and Karen, and you, you know, mm -hmm. like like it, it's very interesting dynamics. But like we said, we've talked a lot about the characters. <laughs> I, I see Party Man Willow. He says Dark Man needs more love. Maybe he'll make it in the next year's March Man. <laughs> we should do that classic superheroes. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, well, no, yeah. what we should do is we should do all old movie heroes. Like, so we can have, like, the Shadow and Phantom. <laughs> Meteor Man. Me oh, my God. Dude, don't even. I love Meteor Man. That's Robert Townsend. That's one of the best movies of all time, dude. Super good. Uh, oh, I know there's a bunch of people who are millennials. They're not zenials like we are. Yeah. There's millennials out there that don't know anything about Meteor Man. And, dude, go and get it. That movie's the jam. It's so good. That's funny, or Blank Man, man even Blank for man, that yeah, matter. Yeah. A mystery man. We can get all oh those guys. Oh my god, <laughs> mystery men is so good. So they're like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you know? that's <laughs> very very good observation. But let's get back to the nitty gritty here, man. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Oh this my god. So I'm gonna have to say that while like like you said, being with his powers and stuff like that, like Matt Murdock. I mean, he is yeah. like an insane fighter yes. and he's awesome and like man when he goes through that freaking apartment complex in season two of daredevil i think it was probably one of the coolest comic book action sequence i ever saw yes. like just barry's speed and like his like here's the thing i almost want to be like i don't think these guys would fight like i think yeah. they would somehow like figure out a way to like go fight other things like yeah. but we had it's been it's march madness we can't have just a bow out and say no contest <laughs> like I, I think I'm going to have to give it to The Flash. 
You're going to go Flash, Yeah, huh? I think I'm going to go Flash. So how about okay. you? Okay. Well, I know that we specified that when all the beautiful people out there want to go and vote, you're allowed to use whatever criteria sure. you want. And I think I'm going to take advantage of that loophole. Do it. Right? Let's hear it. And here's here's so here's my breakdown. I want to look at the original comics of them, right? Uh-huh. Frank Miller's work in Daredevil. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, yep. so many people who've come in and out of it have done amazing work. But Stanley's original stuff, Frank Miller's buildup in the 80s, turning him into that grittier kind of Batman level-esque gang boss fighting every man hero, so iconic and so good. But Jeff Johns writing <laughs> Flashpoint and stuff like that is just like, man, the stuff they have done with the Flash in comics is incredible. Him being yeah. a Blue Lantern yeah, when the yeah, yeah, you yeah. know brightest day happened, everything like that. Uh, well, Blackest Night, but you look at the two comics, no contest, man. That's they're evenly matched. That's how. Yeah, we got we we can look at in in movies. Okay, let's look at in movies. Okay, you got Justice League Flash. You got Affleck. (laughs) That's a total wash. They both sucked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's look. Let's look at the shows. Right. Uh huh. Daredevil on Netflix. Just iconic, gripping, beautifully done. Threw a ton of money at it, right? Yep. But just like Jessica and Supergirl, it's night and day compared to The Flash. That absolutely draws everything it can from the comic in its hopefulness, its lightheartedness, its ability to inspire you in every episode, you know, and make you feel good. It's fantastic. Sure. But it's a total 180 from Daredevil. Oh, absolutely. So I think last but not least, let's look at the criteria of who do I like better. (laughs) I knew this was coming. Charlie Cox. (laughs) 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 Or um, Grant uh, Gustav. It's like Gustav. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Grant Gustav. And I'm going to say, my name's Charles. (laughs) Your name's Charles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think the criteria I'm going to choose to use is that Charlie Cox is named Charles, <laughs> and I like him, and I think he's great. And if anyone wants to visit my Facebook page, I dressed up as Daredevil for Halloween. I forgot about yeah. that. That's true. That's I'm a true. huge Daredevil fan. My favorite color is red. Both these <laughs> cats wear red. It's such a razor-thin hair that would divide them both, but I'm absolutely going to go Daredevil. Well, that's awesome, man. It's cool that, as you guys can see, while folks here in the comments, man, can have different opinions, me and El Bandito have different opinions. Even we're kind of stacking up the decks and seeing, like, what <laughs> you know, what we like more about the characters and what would divide us on it. We know that these are all heroes, man, and I know one thing. You know, when my loved ones watch some of these movies with me, they're like, why are they always fighting each other? Like, they need to be just fighting bad guys. You know, but it's like, it is kind of fun to just kind of see who we would think. Yeah. So we need you guys to go out there to that link. Like I said, it's in the description up yes. there. Go ahead and throw down some votes, man, because we're going to be doing this throughout the month, man. And whoever wins, like like you said, they're going to have to battle some of the other winners. So. Absolutely. Yeah, whoever Oof. wins this week will battle it out with the other winners next week, and they'll battle it out for the uh, the final contention of the March Madness winner of 2018 here at the Power Hour Love. And you're right. We're getting a lot of love for past heroes. I see the Green Hornet out there who's <laughs> used to do in the 60s with that the, the old fun. Batman. Yeah, yeah we, and then Seth Rogen bringing back uh, yes, the, the Green was Hornet fun. was really great. That was a lot of fun. But I think 
that we may have to put Charbel and El Bandito on next year's March Madness bracket. Oh, as two man. old school former superheroes, why not? Right? <laughs> why so, not? Let's do yeah, it. Man. What do you guys think down. about that? Let us know. Maybe we'll we'll check it out next year. But either way, I know we've kept you guys super late again tonight. We never seem to be able to get out of here on time. But it's just too much fun to hang out with all you beautiful people. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We had a super big blast. We hope you keep rocking it out for spring break and have a super good time. Enjoy the beautiful weather. The beautiful family and all of these beautiful shows and the unsung heroes of the marvel and dc universe you guys are fantastic thank you to all the actors producers and workers who work on these shows congratulations to all the female superheroes who oh, celebrated yeah. on international women's day you girls are kicking ass and i absolutely love it i always wanted to see more of you so i'm glad too <laughs> <laughs> very uh, cool yeah man. it's been a great fun night thank you guys so much uh, Senior Boyle, any final thoughts? Man, like you said, man, just thank you guys so much for tuning in with us, man, and having fun and throwing down great comments, voting, and just, you know, all around just showing us so much yeah. love so that we can continue to show you guys love and, you know, for all these things that we love together. So it's just always a party here every Monday night at Charbo and El Bandito's Power Hour Love. So till next time. Yeah, you guys can catch us live every Monday night, and uh, we typically have a big schedule that we can tell you guys what we're doing next week and join us back for this exciting. But it's spring break; we're probably going to get super drunk and party, and Woo. you know, not do any work till next Monday. So join <laughs> us next Monday for a surprise episode of some stuff that's probably going to be super cool because this was a pretty big surprise and it was super cool. Great but time. until then, we'll see you. Yeah.